episode 27. Oh, listeners, do we find ourselves in heaven? Yes, more or less. If heaven is the Potter Vision podcast, let me die already. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're enjoying the show like I am, please continue to keep spreading the word. Tell your friends, tell people who might be interested, if you like it, that is. Uh, or if you want more of the show, why not check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision for extra bonus episodes. Anyway, here's me yabbering on. Here's episode 27. Hello, hello, who's your lady friend? Hello and welcome to the Vision podcast, the show where every week this man opposite me, Tom Lawrenson, and myself, Lucas Kirkby, we look at, we dissect and we, oh, we just love, we just love it, don't we? A chapter of the Daddy Potter books, that's what we do. This week, it's episode 27, we're on book two, chapter 10, the Rogue Bludger. Tom. How are you? I am well, <laughs> Lucas Kirkby. I am well. How are you? You're glowing. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm in the fourth month of pregnancy, and I'm starting to get that lovely glow they talk about. Yeah. I'm eating cold. Yeah. I'm having mood swings. Yeah. People are rubbing my belly unsolicitedly. <laughs> it's fantastic. Sounds like bliss. What have you been up to today? Well, I've been to the tip today. <laughs> Lucas Kirkby going to the tip. Hey! I'm clean my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always at the bloody tip. Well, today, because now the kitchen's nearly done, but we've got all the appliances in. Yeah, yeah. So the kitchen actually functions now as a kitchen. So the guy who lent us a temporary sink and hob and all that stuff came to pick that up, and we got rid of a load of cardboard and stuff mm. to the tip. Take it, tiphead. Speaking of moving things around. Uh, what do you want to know? I'm turning round, looking in this yeah. studio, yeah. which is your lounge, <laughs> and I'm noticing that there isn't a lot of stuff left in this room. What's going on? Cash converters, baby. <laughs> I'm in the poor house. <laughs> Took it all in. They didn't give me a penny for it, but they said they'd take it off my hands. And here I am, poor Woo-hoo. as you like. Not a... <laughs> I've got some uh, wallpaper over my body as clothes. <laughs> And I am cold. No, no, I tell a lie. For the first time in my life, I've just told a lie to you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I've betrayed you. Tom, imagine I'm Dobby. Tell me the truth. <laughs> Let me tell you the truth. So, I've moved house. Oy! Yeah, I've gone from a flat yeah. to a house. Can yes. You, can you imagine that move? Yes, I did it myself. Turned up there yesterday. Right, get the keys. You can imagine what keys sound like, can't yeah, you? Yeah, clink, clink, clink. Ding, ling, ling. Yeah. Ding, ling, ling. Ching, ching, ching. Ding, ling. <laughs> Open the doors. Yeah. Immediately sprint upstairs like a wild dog. Yeah. I say dog. That is exactly what I smell. I go in the master bedroom and that is what I whiff. Dog. Yeah. Oh. People who had it before must have, like, had a dog or something. Yeah. Because the bedroom stank of dog. And it seems this dog had run of the house. Yeah. Because it must have been sleeping in the master bedroom with them. Mm. Immediately, got out a Stanley knife and I cut up the carpet. Yeah. I rolled it up and I threw it outside. No exaggeration. See, you think they owned a dog. 
But they were a dog. I've seen your papers when you signed for yeah, the yeah, house. Yeah. And when the previous homeowner's signature, it's just a muddy paw print. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, this is very sad. This feels like an end of an era, because this will be the last episode that we record in this very room. Yeah. Very, very excited. I bloody hope the acoustics at your new home are up to standards. I hope so too. Otherwise, sorry listeners, end of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so look out next week for potentially some more or less <laughs> resonant sounds. Yeah. <laughs> tell you something else I've done exciting. Go on, tell me. Past week, we have purchased a new doorbell. <laughs> Dingling. Ding dong, ding dong. Yeah, yeah. There were 52 options for what type of noise you want to make when you press the options. You press it, the first one, option one, ding dong. Mm -hmm. The other 51, horrendous. (laughs) Ten of them were animal noises. There was was, like a chicken, a dog. I was terrified then, for me and our listeners, that (laughs) you were then going to list all 52 noises. No, no, I'm just going to categorise them for you. Mm -hmm. Ten of them were animal noises. About 20 of them were classical music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Another ten were about sound effects. (laughs) And then... That was definitely on there. The uh, the three hol- blind mice. Yeah, holiday flight music from Home Alone. That was there. Mm. And the only couple which I think we ever might use were there. Some cool. There was some Christmassy ones which you might change it to at Christmas to feel yeah. festive or a happy. Noddy holder. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> No, no, I shout that through the <laughs> I shout that through the lens box, and there was a lovely happy birthday one. So I imagine if it was like a child's birthday oh, party, I'd have that every day. Yeah, you could ring the doorbell. Do 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 do. Happy we birthday went. to me today. I've received many a card, but there's one in particular that makes me laugh so very hard. Carry on. There we go. <laughs> that was it. We went for the classic. <gasps> ding dong, ding dong. Beautiful. Now, Tom. Yeah. Are you ready for a special You're About to Move House chapter rundown? Does this answer your question? (laughs) Whoa, it's a yes. We won't tell you what he's just done, but something appeared from out of the wallpaper. It was a yes. (laughs) Chapter 10, The Rogue Bludger. Oh, oh, oh. Now, Harry, Ron and Hermione are buttering Lockhart up to try and get his permission slip for this potions book. They get it, they go to the library, and they get it, most potenti potions, this horrible book, but it describes the polyjuice potion, and they need to get a load of different ingredients. It'll take a month to make, but happy, happy. This is your worst one yet. (laughs) You just making a slightly quiet long noise is your worst one yet. I'm praying this... I'm listening, I'm listening. I'm praying this will end at the end of this book. (laughs) It's Quidditch match, right? Stop it, you. They go to the Quidditch pitch, they start playing Quidditch, and the bludger is behaving very mysteriously. It's going for Harry all the time, it's not going for anybody else. And it's going mad, and it breaks his arm, and he just about catches the snitch, falls to the floor. He's won the match, but at what cost? (laughs) (laughs) You're making yourself laugh. (laughs) 
Gildroy Lockhart's on the scene. He tries to fix Harry's arm, but rather than fix it, he removes the bones and he's just got a floppy arm. He goes to Madame Pomfrey. She's going to have to regrow the bones with Skelly Grow. <laughs> he falls asleep and he wakes up to Dobby sponging his head. Harry <coughs> Potter. And Dobby reveals that it was him who stopped the platform nine and three quarters. It was him who got the bludger because he doesn't want Harry at Hogwarts. Don't come to Hogwarts, Harry. Things are happening. The Chamber of Secrets will be opened. Harry goes, it was you. And Dobby doesn't tell, you know, any more secrets. You've put me off here. And then Dumbledore and McGonagall come in with Colin Creevy. He's also been petrified. OMG! And they announce, Harry's pretending to be asleep, that the Chamber of Secrets has been opened again. And that was the rogue bludger. Oh, what a chapter. What a chapter. Oh, what an annoying bloody noise that was. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. That's just me enthusiastic. That is me oh. enthusiastic. I like this chapter. It uh, darted about, didn't it? Yeah. Went from one thing to the other. Darted about. We start off. Yeah. Back in Gilderoy Lockhart's lessons. Oh, it seems yeah. nowadays as though we don't get a glimpse into any other lessons. We're always in Lockhart's lessons, aren't we? I know. And Lockhart, uh, reluctant to involve any more uh, creatures in his lessons, is now yeah. acting out lessons and he's chosen Harry... To be his scene partner. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it makes sense because the only books they've bought this year are his books. Yeah. So the lessons have got to be about his books, surely, because they can't revise anything else. No. So I do get that, but I think it's the idea of <laughs> the other teachers having to make their lessons about his books. Like Professor Sprout just going through every book, hoping there's something about plants somewhere in his autobiography <laughs> to make it match yeah. the subject. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's only like a, a limited budget you must have for books. Like yeah. if you buy all of his, it's like, well, I'm sorry, Snape, I couldn't get um, Potions Volume 2. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hey, what are you going to call your book? Potions Volume 2. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I wanted to know, was Professor Lockhart upstaged by Harry? Or did at any point he feel upstaged? Because as we know, Harry is a talented impressionist. <laughs> he is. We've heard his bloody baron. You know, what else can he do? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Lockhart is... We feel, we feel that he's threatened by Harry's popularity mm. and fame. And yet he chooses Harry to be the star of his shows. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's a control thing where he thinks, like, if I control him, I, I feel like I'm... Maybe he's like, um, he, need, he, he feels like the attention is more on Harry at Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so many rumours and stuff about him. That's so it's like, oh. Everyone's paying more attention to him. i got to get in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think the idea is to embarrass him? Because it is obviously embarrassing Harry to play all these characters. Um, I think he generally thinks it's a fun thing. Mm. You be the vampire. I'll be me. Now suck me neck. <laughs> now, I, I don't know. I thought it'd be fun to try and play some of these characters. I wanted to imagine what they might sound like. Okay, what have you got? So, Tom, I'd like you to do for me the simple Transylvanian villager... With a babbling curse. Got it. Fantastic. <laughs> and next, I'd like you to do a Yeti with a head cold. Whoa! 
third, I'd like you to have, uh, do a vampire unable to eat anything except lettuce. Ooh! Are these good impressions? Is this what you expected from this segment? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, but once I heard the first one, <laughs> I knew where we were going. And that's all I wanted. Now, <laughs> Lockhart is throwing Harry around the room, isn't he? Yes, he's he met, is. He's getting him in the headlocks. He's like giving him a half Nelson. He's yeah. doing the walls of yeah. Jericho on Harry Potter. <laughs> right. Yeah. In my high school, sometimes teachers would just want, not teachers, head teachers would wander about and yeah. they'd have a peek in lessons just to make yeah. sure everything's going okay. Mm-hmm. If Dumbledore's having a look in that room and sees that, yeah. is he continuing to think, right choice on the employment? You know what I mean? Like, I picked the right guy. <laughs> 100% he is. Yeah. Only because it's Harry that's doing it. Yeah. It's Dumbledore's favourite student. If it was any other student, he'd go, uh, Gilderoy, may I have a, a word, please? <laughs> Gilderoy would be like, right, revise this book. I'm going to have a word with Dumbledore. Oh, what's, uh, what's wrong, Albus? What's wrong? If you're going to do that, <laughs> it must be with Harry, <laughs> my favourite boy. Or he storms in. He's, well, he's doing it to Harry, and Dumbledore's like, Gilderoy! Tag me in! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you might get jealous. Harry's mine! My boy! <laughs> I had, um, I had a, when I was in sixth form, I had a yeah. teacher grab me by the tit once. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, right. um, I was in law, and this guy, this law teacher, was a bit of an oddball, he wore the same cream blazer every day. Yeah. You studied law at school? At sixth form, yeah. Brilliant. Carry on. Uh, I studied law at sixth form. He wore the same cream blazer for two years straight, right? Oh. And he was acting something out like using one of the, uh, a case, you know, like in, yeah. in so-and-so versus so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, get you get up and use you an example. And he's taking me as a hostage. Yeah. yeah. He gets his arm around me and he grabs me by the tit. Like he's, prop- <laughs> he's properly holding me. I think yeah. I, I, was, I was quite a bit of a bigger lad back then. Yeah. So I think I was like, I was like, I was quite heavy. And so I did have a proper tit on me. And he had his whole palm over me. And not even just like placed there. Proper grabbing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I remember looking at the rest of the class. They were all looking at me. And I was like, this is a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> Won't any of you say something? Yeah, that was If that was me, though, you know, if Harry was in this situation. Then he got me in the walls of Jericho. Go on. Well... If you're in that position where Gilderoy's yeah. making you play all the characters, <laughs> making you do all the things, you are not going to have to revise for these exams. So. Because every single story is going to be embedded into yeah. your brain as a traumatic memory. Because yeah. you've had to reenact them. <laughs> the other kids are going to have to study for this. Harry is not. There used to be a, a bit of a... Like people, there was a, a, a trick going around my school yeah. where when you're doing your revision... Smell certain things, yeah. yeah. So, like, smell some mint when you're revising. Yeah. And then, so, when you're revising, like, you think of... No, like when you're doing the exam, yeah. you think of mint, and then all the text will come flooding yeah, back yeah, to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, That makes sense, yeah. So, maybe, like, during uh, the exam, Harry will start pinching his own arm or, like, choking himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that. You know, uh, you know, one person puts their hand up. Uh, can I have a pen, please? Yeah, yeah, you can have a pen. The other person there... Uh, can I have a piece of paper, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, here you go, piece of paper. <clears throat> Harry Potter puts his hand up. Yeah, what do you want? Could you strangle me? <laughs> oh, I've remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Could you give me a kick in the bot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only an invigilator. I'm sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> I can read the question for you. 
Um, now, Lockhart yes. drops the name of another creature. And at this point, I was like, Lockhart, you had me until then. Yeah. He mentions the Waggle Waggle Werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds to me like a mascot for some price comparison website. <laughs> <laughs> you buy one, you get one free. I said, you buy one, you get one free. Join us on Wagger with me, the Wagger Wagger Werewolf. Now, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Well, on the mic. <laughs> I uh, yeah, but up until then, I was like, now Gilderoy, I think you're lying. Yeah, I think there's some things that yeah. you've said you've seen that don't exist. Yeah, up until then, though, but it's just that everything else I believe in. I feel like every name of the creature or village he's been to sounds the same. It's just the same set of syllables repeated. Go on. In the last chapter, he mentioned that he'd been to Wagadoodoo. <laughs> like, oh, I went to the village of Wagadoodoo and beat the Wagga Wagga Werewolf with my Wagga Wagga hands. Now, the yeah. bit... <laughs> that bit's just going to end. So, <laughs> Harry... Yeah. Um, for some reason, they're talking... Uh, they stay after class. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, Lockhart says to Harry, you know, this mention of the Quidditch. Lockhart mentions that he was the seeker when he was at Hogwarts. Yeah. And he was plucked uh, for a professional team. Yeah. But he wanted to dedicate his life to the dark arts. Yes. Defence against dark arts. And he says to Harry, "Um, would you like some private tutoring? Yeah. Yeah. Harry made an indistinct noise in his throat. Um, and uh, hurried off after Ron and Hermione. Yeah. An indistinct no- noise. Uh, Harry, would you like some uh, private tutoring? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> 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 we want to know what it is. Indistinct noise. Do you think he was a seeker, Gilderoy? Because that's something that could easily be checked. No, yeah, I don't think he was. I see. No. No. It's interesting that his his like bullshit claims, because <laughs> fair enough, you can BS about all the. Oh, I did this when I was on holiday. This happened. These anecdotal things, mm. but he, he's talking rubbish about facts that you could look up. It's like, oh, I was a seeker when I was at school. Mm. Well, no, you weren't. It makes me think that Dumbledore maybe knows him better than like you know. Yeah. He lets on mm-hmm. because maybe he's like, you got to take Lockhart with a pinch of salt. You have. Yeah, he's talking crap all the time, but isn't he good for morale? Oh, oh, he's good. I've never seen Ron <laughs> Ron Weasley happier, and I've never heard Harry Potter make such an indistinct noise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's entertaining, isn't he? Mm. You know, most you know, Professor Binns, the history teacher, is incredibly boring. Professor McGonagall is not charismatic oh. at all. Mm-hmm. I think Flitwick is a bit, mm-hmm. you know, and Madame Sprout's quite, you know, straightforward. But Lockhart, you know, he's got kids up reenacting these things. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, you might think whatever you think of him, but he's going to be entertaining in class. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You'd be really looking forward to them lessons. And it's one where you'd be relaxed because he's not threatening, unlike Snape. Yes. Where you'd be anxious throughout the old thing. Yeah, it's one of those where you know how to get him on your side. You mm. just have to compliment him or... Exactly. Yeah. They start to charm Lockhart. by oh, the, yeah. So they need his signature to get out a restricted book. So they start to charm him by saying, Oh, Lockhart, we need uh, this book to help yeah. me understand one of your books better. Yeah. Yeah. And that charmed him perfectly. It tickled what he wanted to know. Like, yeah. flattered his ego, didn't it? Yeah. <sighs> of course. Yeah, whatever then. What would it take to charm you if someone needed something from you? If someone needed your signature, yeah, that you, you 
on paper you should not give them. Yeah. But like, yeah. What do you think? So would they have to, you know, compliment, you know, say you're a funny guy, mm-hmm. you know, handsome? S- mm-hmm. Yeah. You think? Either of those or a simple please <laughs> and a smile. <laughs> A smile gets you a long way, I think. Yeah. And being polite. Yeah. If someone came up to me and oh, give me that permission slip so I can do that, I'd be like, no, I'd get me back up. What about this? Someone walks up to you, yeah. uh, an adult. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> you work at university. Yeah, yeah. And your student's the same age as you. So yeah. there's nothing weird going on here. Yeah. Need your permission. And they go, oh, we signed this. They turn around and flash the bomb. Oh, no, that's rude. I would have done it until they turn round and... <laughs> well, they turn round and wink at you. How about that? Yeah, all right. The wink at <laughs> It'd be like... I'd be swaying from yes to no. Please, could I have this? Yes. Yeah. Moon it. Oh, no. Wink. Back to yes. Back to yes. I think I would easily... Like, I'm... I, I wouldn't be able to see right through a lie. If someone came no. up to me and said, Oh, you know, we signed this. He's so clever. I'd be like, of course I will. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for the compliment. It is, you know... Or if someone came up to me and bold-faced went like this, hey, if I compliment with you, will you sign this? I go, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and that's what how you... he got his new house. Hang on first, what are you going to say? Uh, we'll call you handsome? Yeah, 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 go on, go on. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Can I have it now? You're handsome. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, delicious. <laughs> if I gave you a compliment, would you say yes? Depends on the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> What's a compliment you wouldn't want to hear? Um, well, sometimes you get these, like, backward compliments. You know, like, it's a compliment where it's like, oh, that was quite good for you. Yeah. You know, one of them, what do you mean for me? You know, oh, you did surprisingly well there. Why is it a surprise? <laughs> you know, these pe- I think people are trying to be nice, aren't they? But it comes, it comes across as quite rude. Yeah, someone came up to me and they went, uh, oh, you've got a great big fat arse. And I'm like, I'm, I know you're trying to mean well, but... <laughs> Listen to the words you're saying. It sounds awful. A lot of arse chat on this pod. A lot of arse chat. Oh, and a couple of weeks ago, you were accusing me of being mucky. <laughs> but here we go. We've had mooning and fat arse within two minutes. Now, so they get uh, permission, yeah? Yeah. And they get chatting about the Polyjuice Potion. Oh, yeah. Polyjuice Potion. It can change your form. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a hard spell to make. Not yeah, spell. Yeah. Potion, potion to make. It's going to take a month to brew, and they're going to have to steal a lot of items. Uh-huh. Include gum. No, I-, I was just going to say, uh, the bit before that where they give uh, Madame Pince the permission slip... Mm. And she really eyes it up. Yeah. She doesn't like the idea that she's looking at a permission slip. And I remember that you used to rile teachers up. You know when they think they've got you mm. and they catch you somewhere you shouldn't be. They go, oh, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. <laughs> and then you think, oh, I've got something on my sleeve. I've got a permission slip from another teacher. And they're like, give that here. And they get really annoyed because obviously they've been like, <laughs> let me read that. <laughs> Hang on. Mr. Stevenson has no jurisdiction over my loft. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> but she looks at it, doesn't she, very carefully, and it reminds mm. me of... I don't know if you get this, uh-huh. get annoyed about this, but in the UK, the way to tell that a note is real is you put it up to the light, and if there's a little circle, and if the Queen's face appears oh, a, a, in um, the note... note in terms of money? Yeah, in terms of money, yeah. <laughs> if the Queen's... Oh, you meant a permission slip for oh, the child? No, no, no. I was like, bloody hell. Yeah, it's very sophisticated at our school. But yeah, and if you see the face, the Queen's face, it's a genuine note. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but if I ever go to a shop and someone looks at it, I think that's pretty cheeky. She thinks I'm dishonest. Yeah. Or got like a fake note. Do you ever feel like that? Do I ever feel like that? I've been on the receiving end of that. Have you? Um, not the no, but like, so you know when um, you know you get a McDonald's during the drive-thru yeah. and they pass you the bag? Yeah. And you just, <laughs> and you have a look, you think, is it all there? Oh, and, yeah. And then the person's like, it's all there! It's like, like as if you don't trust them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I don't trust you because nine times out of ten, there's something missing. <laughs> Six months ago, I asked for a six-nugget meal and I got a five-nugget meal. I'm going to check every bag for the next ten years. <laughs> um, it's not your fault. It's the person who gave me five nuggets. Yeah. But I don't know you. But I'm sorry, McDonald's staff. I tar you all with the same brush. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to tar me with the same food and price offers, I'm going to tar you with my judgments. <laughs> now, on. with the apologies potion, yeah. Hermione starts listing out... All the intricate things that are going to go into it, yeah? Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're going to need a piece of the people that we're going to become. Yeah. yeah. And Ron immediately goes, if you expect me to eat, you know, Goyle's toenails, <laughs> oh. why did he go to that? Yeah. No one said that. That's the most yeah. like disgusting thing like you could have thought of. You know, if you expect me to give Goyle a full body massage, you've got another <laughs> thing coming. No one said that. No. I was trying to think about this and I was trying to think of what, if I had to use a body part, what would it be? And I think, oh, it's horrible. I think hair. it would be a piece of hair, definitely. Because you can yeah. at least wash hair, can't you? Wash hair. Dry hair. <laughs> dye hair. That's what I'll be doing. I'll be washing it, curling it, dyeing it, and then eating it. You could take, um, you could take <laughs> some of Goyle's hair. Yeah. You wash it. Yep. Yeah. Dye it ginger. Yeah. Straighten it. Yeah. Put it in your mouth and you can imagine you're eating famous DJ broadcaster Chris Evans's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Get enough of them together in a clump, a nice little carrot stick that you can imagine. Why not? Well, yeah, I think, I think it'd definitely be a piece of hair because mm. it, it doesn't say how much, you know, you know, and it could just be a little drop, couldn't it? I yeah, think. I wouldn't like skin flakes. No. Like, I couldn't, like, scratch someone, get some no. of them under my nails. Then, oh. uh... <laughs> no fluids yeah. at all. I couldn't have a tooth. I no. <laughs> a tooth? Swallowing a tooth. <laughs> Yeah, it'd have to be a piece. But then this is mixed into a potion, and and the other thing, the hair's the least of your worries. Yeah, the hair's the least of your worries. It's going to be all mixed in, much like a sausage. Mm. I would drink a polyjuice potion as long as I couldn't see how it was made. There's a lot of slander about sausages. There's a lot of slander about pepper armies, which is a peppered sausage. That's right. If people remember from Hedwig's droppings three weeks ago, we were talking about pepper armies. For us, that was half an hour ago. That's right. It's like an episode of Doctor Who, this, isn't it? But listen, there's a lot of slander about pepper armies, and I won't let my listeners... I hear any of it. Yes, there's an assortment of meat that goes into them. Yes, the meat comes from, like, you know, areas of the animal's body that you wouldn't traditionally think you should eat from. Yeah. We're talking hooves. We're talking... Tails. Gusset. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's fine to eat. Yes, Mm. exactly. Get your chops round that pepper army. Now. Yes. It's, so their plan with uh, 
uh, with the apologies potion. Yes. In my opinion, it's a bit over the top. Yeah. Right. So to find out what Malfoy, whether Malfoy, so we need to find out if Malfoy is the heir of Slytherin or not. Yes. Should we follow him about? Yeah. Uh, no. Too simple. We could ask him. Nah. What if we slowly stole ingredients over a long period to brew a broth uh, implanted with the DNA of his closest friends yeah. to steal their likeness for a short length of time? Then ask him. Bingo. This definitely feels like plan D. There's got to be three other plans that you should try first. Befriend one of the other Slytherins. See if they know any information. You know, goad it out of him. Yeah. He's, you know, this is crazy. Yeah, the, like, yeah. Go, or use the invisibility cloak. Yes. And walk into the Slytherin common room and stand there. Yeah. Find out what the password is. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem very, very odd. Be like Batman. <laughs> um, Ron and Harry are being negative Nellies, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Hermione's got this plan, and all they can see are faults in the plan. So Hermione is giving this plan, and Harry and Ron are being a couple of big negative Nellies about it. Yeah. Everything she says, oh, it's not going to be Crab's toenails, is it? Oh, a month, we can't wait a month. Guys, yeah. either come up with a better plan, yeah. or, you know, be a bit more positive. <laughs> yeah. Because you're raining on my parade. Yeah. I... There's one thing I hate, it's yeah. no people. You yes. know what I mean? I'm a Always yes man. No, with no, these guys. no. I'm a no guy sometimes. You ask me to do something, I'll be like, no. But <laughs> we're on a night out, me and you, yeah? Yeah. And you go, hey, let's go to um, Stinky Harry's uh, uh, disco bar. I'd go, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I remember this. We get to Stinky Harry's, yeah? Yeah. And it's busy. Yeah. yeah. And I start going, right, crap in it, it's rubbish, yeah. it's rubbish. But I'm not giving any other solution. No. I've got no right. Yeah. That's what Ron and uh, Harry are doing now. This is the thing, people. If you don't like an idea, you either think of a better one mm-hmm. or go along with it. Yeah. You know, because you just moaning about it is not helpful to yeah, anybody. exactly. You're just bringing the mood down. Yeah, exactly. It's... Don't be a negative Nelly when you can be a positive Polly. Stinky Harry's not going to pop for it. <laughs> so they agree to it, don't they? Yes. And Ron says, fine. But no toenails. toenails. Ron, I think you want toenails. Yeah. Me thinks Ron doth protest too much. 100%. Oh, we're not going to eat their toenails. <laughs> yeah. You're saying no toenails, no toenails, no toenails. All I'm hearing is toenails, toenails, <laughs> toenails. All we're getting is toenails from you, Ron. Uh, Ron, I've got a girl's hair for you. Oh, I thought we said toenails. No, you were saying no toenails. Oh, you couldn't read between the lines, could you? <laughs> Again, negative Nellies, change your language. Instead of no toenails, be pro-hair. Mm. <laughs> now, before they leave uh, yeah. this uh, bathroom, oh. Hermione walks off and uh, Ron <laughs> says to Harry, he goes, uh, all this would be a lot less hassle yeah. if you knock Malfoy off his broom tomorrow. Or, all this would be a lot less hassle if you kill Malfoy. <laughs> Look, we'll let her brew her potion. In the meantime, we will commit homicide. <laughs> you know that Quidditch match that you're going to take part in? Yeah. yeah. Perfect opportunity mm. in front of thousands of spectators to kill Draco Malfoy. <laughs> yeah, t- tell you what, tell you what. Forget your plan, Hermione. We, we, we've heard plan D. Here's plan E. 
in front of a thousand witnesses, <laughs> Harry is going to murder Malfoy. <laughs> so they're all up in the air on their blue brooms. Yeah. And you just see Harry darting forward holding a little dagger. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for the throat. The golden throat of Malfoy. Harry was nervous at what Oliver Wood would say if they lost the Quidditch match. Yes. Do you know what he'd say? What? Fuck all if I was there. Why? I'd be like, Wood, you're in goal. Who's letting him in? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, My job's get the snitch. Your job is not let any balls in. Yeah. What are you doing? Them hoops are so close together. Yeah. That's the thing. There seems to be no... There's no ownership, is there, from any of the teammates. It's all, Harry, you better catch that snitch or die trying. Mental. Because we can't score more goals against the other team. <laughs> it's impossible. That's not happening. <laughs> well, they imply, don't they, he does his uh, he does his big team talk before mm. the match. He says, the Slytherins have got better brooms. There's no point denying it. Mm. But we've got better players. Mm. And that's interesting. I was wondering what you thought, you know... Are better brooms more of an advantage than better players, necessarily? Um, I think better players is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Because you're on the, you've got the fastest brooms in the world. Yeah. You don't need to be going that fast. No. Do you know what I mean? You don't get in your car and just start accelerating as quick as you can. Yeah, that's true. That's not how you're going to win the race. You're no. going to hit a corner and you're going to flip over. <laughs> that's um, true. And because Slytherin have sacrificed their previous seeker, mm. Terence Higgs, because to get these brooms, we're going to have to get rid of our seeker, who we've had for a couple of years, mm. and we're going to get Malfoy on. I think in the previous book, it did say that Malfoy was quite good on a broom. Mm. He said he's quite good on a broom. Right. I think it was like, I remember a sentence which was like, Harry admitted Malfoy was pretty good. Mm. But as far as we know, he, he's not better than Terence Higgs, no. the previous seeker. But that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But also, these kids, they think Draco Malfoy is capable yes. of uh, opening the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. But you think he's not capable of earning a place on the Quidditch team without buying every member the most expensive broom in the wisdom world. Yeah. So, like, oh, he's, he's so talented, he can kill people, but... And, you know, he can live yeah, with that, yeah, yeah. but he'd have to buy his way in. Well, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they seem almost more outraged by that than the mm. idea of him being the heir of Slytherin yeah. and open the Chamber of Secrets. Because the attitude of that is more like, oh, I bet it's Malfoy. You know, mm. he's a wrong and it'd be him. Whereas the critics, oh, I had to, that piece of slime Malfoy mm. bought his way in. The, oh, it makes me mad. Maybe it's one of the things that they talk about when... Ron and Hermione are alone. So, yeah. two years, uh, yes. Harry's been on the Quidditch team. Yeah. Which means there's going to be an inordinate amount of time that Ron and Hermione spend alone together. That's true. And I began to think, what do these two talk about when they're alone? Yeah. Right? Mm. So I had some ideas. Um, they could talk about Harry. You know, yeah. Because sometimes when it's, things are awkward between two friends, they'll talk about the friend that's not there. Yeah. Whether they'll be bringing him up and bringing him down. I love it when he does this. I hate it when he does that. Um, they could be talking about their differences, mm-hmm. couldn't they? Yeah. They're very different people. Mm-hmm. Um, Hermione knows a lot about the wisdom world. Yeah. So I'm guessing she likes to ask Ron all the stuff he knows because it all comes so natural to him. Yeah. There's got to be loads of tidbits 
He knows that she doesn't, but then he won't be asking anything about the muggle world because no. he's ignorant. He has no a, interest in other people, I don't think. He's a wizard supremacist, as we learned the other week. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. What Very do you think? interesting. I think it is interesting because it's... Because at the minute, I, I don't know if this changes throughout the books, but we only ever have scenes from Harry's perspective. Mm. As far as I know, there hasn't been a single chapter we've read that hasn't had Harry in it. You know, it's all through the eyes of of mm. Harry. Mm. Whereas I think, uh, I know in later books, I think we will get more chapters which are uh-huh. without Harry in it. Yeah. So I think it's quite interesting that, yeah, there will be a lot of time with Ron and Hermione just together. Yeah. And obviously later on in the books, their relationship develops. And, you know, maybe this is the kind of foundations where they get to kind of understand each other a bit more. Because mm-hmm. they, def- they definitely seem more cohesive as a pair of people this year than they were last year mm-hmm. for sure yes the, you really see them maturing a bit yeah 100 percent. we started yeah. to see that aren't we and i think in general we like i don't know working in high school there's a massive difference between year seven and year eight really first years they're like babies aren't they they've just really? been from primary school they're very childish all this kind of stuff. And year eight, obviously, uh, puberty's hitting and all that kind of stuff. But you see their attitudes change as well, just the way they present themselves around the school. I remember being in reception yeah. and seeing the year sixes yeah, and thinking that they were men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I remember being in year six and thinking I was a man. Yeah. And then going to high school and being like, I'm a baby. Yeah. Someone changed me nappy. Yeah, back to being a baby. <laughs> and it was the same with, like, sixth form as well. I remember being in year 11 and being like, oh, yeah, one of the big boys now. And then suddenly I'm in sixth form and there are people who can drive, yeah. people who can legally drink in mm. the year above me. It's like, wow, you know, you just... I don't know, I think it's... You, you're going from being a big fish in a small pond to a small fish in a big I pond, miss aren't it. you? Yeah. Then you go into work and then your best friend's a 55-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. such a drastic leap. <laughs> it's it's amazing, isn't it? And I think that's the thing. Like when you become an adult, suddenly you're not like it's almost like unlocking new experiences, isn't it? You know, as you grow up, you go, oh, now I'm old enough to you know yeah. Buy a scratch card, go, you know, do the lottery. Oh, I can drive now. Oh, I can drink now. 21 air could drink in America now, mm. you know. Those kind of things. And I think when you get to an adult, there's like, well... Differences become blurred. Yeah. After about 23... Yeah. I really think, you know, you, you can... I don't know. Age is just all blurred together. Yeah, because there's like... Because you can now do anything that's within legal, yeah. you know, things. Yeah, I think it's interesting that there's almost like nothing age will help you to achieve mm. Ex- apart from experience and all that kind of stuff but mm. that's all down to you there are no freebies and in the wisdom world i mean it's blurred even less yeah. i mean some of dumbledore's best friends are hell yeah. they've even gone through puberty yeah yeah <laughs> i want some more milestones because at the minute from 21 being able to have a drink in america to 60 having a bus pass there's nothing in between for me to look forward to. I want things like, you know, at 30, you're allowed to leave early at parties. Mm. You get a licence for that. At the age of 50, you're suddenly allowed to have bad breath and body odour. <laughs> no. You don't have to no. look after yourself anymore. <laughs> at 50? <laughs> the reti- I think the retirement age for men is like 70 or something. Yeah, yeah. So many working in office get to do 20 years of stinking like a hog. Yeah, but at 70, that's when you're allowed to eat mint imperials. Oh. 
don't let them. <laughs> if you at home have ideas about what these new things, these new milestones could be, let us know. We want to know. Match begins. Yeah. Wood does his pep talk. Fred uh, gives Harry a little wink. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. We've said this before, but I don't think we actually acknowledged it. He says to Harry, Oliver Wood, mm. get to that snitch before Malfoy or die trying. Yeah. I, I don't think he's joking. <laughs> he's being deadly serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can they take this sport that seriously? Yeah. They are saying to Harry, risk your life. If you come out of that pitch alive, out of this match alive, mm. and we're not winning, you should have died on that pitch. <laughs> you should be dead. I don't want you talking to me after that match unless you've got the snitch. I, know. I was thinking the exact same thing. I said they want to get Wood involved with training members yeah. of ISIS. <laughs> Do you know, if he can brainwash people yeah. into giving their yeah. lives for a game of Quidditch, yeah. imagine what he could yeah. do for, I don't know, evil organisations. It's ridiculous. Is this his advice for every match? <laughs> Is he saying to Harry that he needs to catch the snitch every single match he plays or he'll die trying? Because what's happening throughout the match yeah. is this bludger is going after Harry mm. and it's intent on hitting him, yeah. They call yeah. a half-time or a time-out. Yeah. And then uh, Harry says, no, stop protecting me. Yeah. Let me do it alone. Yeah. It just goes to show how little either how little Harry thinks everyone thinks of him yeah. or how little Harry thinks of everyone else. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's very odd because they seem to, like the other teammates seem to be on his side then once they see the rogue bludger. But it's Oliver Wood. Well, first, he don't believe him. Yeah. Fred and George go, "Hey, the, uh, the bludger's going after yeah. uh, Harry." And yeah. He's like, "No, it's not. You playing the same match we're yeah. playing. Why are we lying? We're on the same team, Oliver Wood. Is it you yeah. bewitching it, Wood? <laughs> it's Wood. It's Wood." They ask Madame. Well, why don't they talk to Madame Hooch about it? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not being funny. In any other sport. You know, in football, they have about ten balls ready. You mm. know, if one ball pops or goes funny, they're throwing a new one. Tennis match, they have new balls every, like, couple of games. These balls have been in Madame Hooch's office. Yeah. Secure. You know Madame Hooch. When she's not playing Quidditch, she's in the office looking at the balls. <laughs> they should have a word with her and they should look, this, this bludger is wrong. She should have noticed this, by the way. She should have noticed that this bludger is only attacking one. And Wood's like, no, yeah. no, no, no one's doing that. There's no precedent of someone bewitching yeah. something belong- like to do with Harry yeah, yeah. during a Quidditch match. Yeah. Wood, how about last year when uh, uh, Quirrell was bewitching his broom? Who? Oh. <laughs> Not about that one. <laughs> and but, why do people yeah. always pick Quidditch matches to bewitch Harry? Yeah. Like, like you know, like uh, Ron's idea with killing... Yeah. Uh, Draco during yeah. the British match. Thousands of spectators. Yeah. Or is that the perfect crime? Because these thousands of people yeah. could be anyone. It does feel like the start of an episode of Columbo, doesn't it? Where yeah. the first half an hour you see Dobby bewitching the rogue bludger and finally through scenes and scenes of Columbo talking mm. to Dobby, lulling him into a false sense of security, Dobby accidentally reveals hints and clues and he eventually incriminates himself. Mm. That's what I want to see. Mm. Well, yeah, have a chat with Madame Hooch. and Because... T- she lets them have this time out without asking them why. Yeah. And I think that's an odd thing. The idea that if you're not, if you're losing in a Quidditch match, you go, oh, t- we need a rest, we need a rest. Mm-hmm. Just calling call a time out seems mad to me. And surely 
I mean, how, how much time has elapsed during the first half of this match? Where they've scored how many goals? 90 or something? Yeah, I think it's 60 to 0, isn't it? 60, Slytherin have scored. Yeah. While Wood has just let them all in. Yeah. I think. Well, if you've, got, if you've all got those brooms, there's no point in me trying. I've yeah. trained my team in the snow, but yeah. if they can't do it, what am I meant to do? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's very, very odd. Um, Harry bumps into Malfoy up in the air. Yeah. Malfoy goes, you all right, Scarhead? Lovely little nickname, that. All right, Scar, training for the ballet, Porter. <laughs> <laughs> training for the ballet Potter. Um, I think their friendship is growing stronger. The only thing that's getting in its way is Harry. Yes. So I think sometimes a loving nickname can really help yeah. like, bond people. 100%. My nickname from you, Biggie Loro. That's my nickname. That brought us closer together. Your nickname for me, what was it? Pretty Baby. Pretty Baby. There we go. And that brought us closer together. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was calling you Mr. Lawrenson, Mr. Lawrenson. <laughs> you were calling me Scumface. And it was only until we got those lovely nicknames that we yeah. were giving each other that, you know, really brought us together as friends. Whoa! Whoa! Now. Yeah. Uh, Harry catches the bloody snitch, but before he does, the bludger hits him in the arm, breaking his arm, falls to the floor. In his last moments of consciousness, realises that he's won. Yeah. He wakes up, Gilderoy Lockhart yeah. <laughs> stood over him. Gilderoy Lockhart has yeah. taken it upon himself. I will be <laughs> the one to help Harry. Yeah. But Gilderoy Lockhart, why are you picking him up by his bum? <laughs> but Gilderoy Lockhart, get <laughs> why are you holding him by the tits? <laughs> it's interesting that Harry, even with a broken arm, is still going for the snitch. And he will stop at nothing to win. And, it, mm. you know, these Quidditch matches, these Quidditch chapters, and there's going to be more of them in these books. Oh, can't wait. I do find them a bit boring. No. But I think the whole idea is, is that they are showing parts of Harry's character, his determination, his never-give-up attitude, his never-say-die attitude. These are the kind of qualities that will eventually mm-hmm. be what he needs to defeat the Dark Lord. Uh-huh. But it reminded me, the idea of keep going, no matter what you do to hurt yourself, it reminded me of a tennis game I once had with my mother. Go on, keep going. When I was about, I don't know, 10, 11, something like that, I used to like playing tennis, right? Mm. But it cost money, doesn't it, to rent courts out, and, you know, I I didn't have anybody who fancied playing tennis with me. So my mum said, hey, we'll go out. We were on a quiet cul-de-sac, hardly any cars had come past. Mm -hmm. She said, I'll come out and we'll play on the road. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we stood on the road, we're hitting the ball to each other. And I hit one a bit wide, right? And rather than letting the ball go wide, my mum thinks I need to get this, <laughs> right? So she does a run, yeah. she stretches out, yeah. and she falls into a neighbour's bush. And she, <laughs> and she sprained her wrist, and oh she had her wrist God. in like a little uh, cast thing for about three weeks, <laughs> all because she was desperate to get that ball. You're telling me that you're the Oliver Wood of the Kirkby household? Yeah. You, I want you to return that ball or sprain your wrist trying. <laughs> in the lounge, I was pacing up and down. She was sat on the sofa looking at me. Yeah. I'd have the diagrams up on the TV. Yeah. I was saying, look, you are going to return every ball to me or die trying, mother. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, she ended up uh, going to hospital with a sprained wrist. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Gilderoy Lockhart yeah. removes the bones from Harry's arm. Wow. Which limb would you like turned to jelly if you had to choose? Ooh. Did you go arm as well? Oh, I don't know. I think... May you, uh, may, may you go one leg? No, me back. I'd like my spine to be jelly. That's not a limb. <laughs> a limb? That's only four choices. Mm. Yeah, one of my arms. I think, I think it'd be exhausting to have a, a jelly leg. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Because you'd have to hop everywhere or have a crutch or something. I'd go left leg with a crutch. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I reckon that happened to Elvis Presley. He seemed to have a jelly leg, didn't he? Have you seen him dancing? He had a stanky leg. Ooh! Oh, jelly deals. <laughs> See, one of his legs was like, oh, sturdy, strong. Mm. And his other one was like, oh, 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 Forrest Gump who taught him that. <laughs> he was making fun yeah. of a boy who had metal uh, casts uh, yeah. around his legs the way he danced. Yeah. And he's like, I'll do that on telly. That's funny. Yeah, and similarly, Elvis based his singing voice off uh, Forrest Gump as well. Oh, Jenny. Have you watched Forrest Gump? Life is like a box of chocolate shell. <laughs> I have seen Forrest Gump. Our history teacher was very impressionable. And whenever we didn't want to do any work, we would start chanting Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, because we knew that that was the DVD she had in her drawer. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, some days, you know, if it was, you know, lesson one, lesson two, she'd resist the chance. Mm. She'd say, no, we need to learn about Martin Luther King. But if it was lesson five at the end of the day, towards Christmas, and we were chanting, for his gump, for his gump, she'd stick it on and we'd watch an hour of Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's potty. Yeah. It's got to be fun at schools now because you've got every film imaginable on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not you, just like, you know. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. You can go on some dodgy streaming sites. Sir, sir, put in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. It's on Daily Motion right now. It's got French subtitles, but it'll do. <laughs> yeah, nowadays, there's so much choice, isn't there? Yeah. Nowadays, if we were in that history class, we wouldn't be chanting Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump. We'd be chanting, I don't mind, what do you fancy watching? I don't mind, what do you fancy watching? I reckon now it's just like they spend the hour at the end of term just like scrolling through Netflix and then never deciding and then doing the same in the next class for the whole hour yeah oh he's seen that one this one's got a bad review it's too violent this one oof Oh, <laughs> what I like about Gilderoy Lockhart is that he never gives up, despite the fact he's proved wrong constantly. He's always doing spells. He always thinks this time, yeah. this time. Yeah, boy's just broken his arm. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Confidence gets you so far in life just by having a confident air and a confident personality can get you through doors, it can get you jobs, it can get you, you know, almost whatever you want. And I think Lockhart's complete lack of, you know, doubting himself mm. or, you know, you know, on the face of it, he's, you know, he's got him this job, he's selling all these books, mm. when actually he doesn't know anything. So it's only confidence that's got him where he is today. Mm. And a lovely smile, of course. But was it such a bad spell? Removing someone's bones? I'd argue not. Mm. Because if you were going to use that in battle, what a spell to use. Yeah. Because not only have you made them like, uh, I don't know, 
incapable of continuing in the uh, jungle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also a painful month ahead when yeah. they regrow the bones in their <laughs> yeah. arms. That would be a perfect. Yeah, if you were doing a jewel, that's yeah. the perfect spell. Yeah. Just turn their wand arm into jelly. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Turn their wand arm into jelly. What rhymes with that? You big fat horrible smelly. He's right. Listeners, is he wrong? Answers on a postcard. Answers <laughs> on a postcard. Does <laughs> smelly rhyme with jelly? We need. We don't know. We need to know. Yeah, yeah very, very interesting. Now, uh, at the hospital wing, yeah. um, in some ways, like Hermione, yeah. like, will always ignore Lockhart's shortcomings, yeah. won't she? Yes. In she the... sees him through rose-tinted glasses. In the same way I do so for Walliams. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Is there anyone where you can forgive uh, certain bad aspects about them? Um, Darts players... Well, I think, well, because I quite like Phil Taylor, but he, he's, there's a couple of things in his, there was a dodgy court case where he'd had, like, two women in his van or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, that was, that was a bit odd. And sometimes he'd be very childish in a dance yeah. match and do, like, silly things. Ooh. But I think, um, I think you can still support somebody and not agree with what they do. <laughs> I think, because everyone's done something bad, haven't they? I don't support your kidnappings, Phil Taylor, but <laughs> I support you. Yeah, <laughs> I support you, I like your darts. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. And what about you? Williams. David Williams, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, because I'm not keen on David Williams. <laughs> Series one of Little Britain. Yeah. You can do anything in my books after that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, well, funny, 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 funny. <laughs> now, Harry wakes up, passes out, doesn't he? <gasps> yes, wakes he up. Now, hang on, before he passes out. Go on. <laughs> it says in the book, while well, you, you help yourself to a fruit pastel. Yeah. Well, I'll remind you that Ron helps Harry get into his pyjamas. I presume. Yeah, he says Ron helps him into his pyjamas, right? And there's also a bit of a... <laughs> A bit of a almost carry-on doctor line where it says uh, if Harry had wanted deboning, he would have asked. Mm. <laughs> but I'm not being funny. Even if one arm doesn't work, you can still put on a pair of pyjamas with one hand. You do not need Ron's help to put on a pair of pyjama trousers. Give him a break. He's just fallen off his broom. Oh, I'm not being funny. Harry is not wanting Ron to undress him and put on a pair of paisley pyjamas. Yes, he is. <laughs> And given the opportunity, you do it as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm. As as the same age. <laughs> so, <laughs> go on. He wakes up in the middle of the night. Mm. It's a fine Dobby sponging his forehead. Never mentions with what. <laughs> Never mentions with what. I reckon the sponge. <laughs> I do as well. But it's fun to imagine, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> he says to um, says to Dobby, I might strangle you, Dobby. Yeah. After he finds out that Dobby was bewitching the bludger at the Quidditch match. Yeah. And Dobby grins. He's smiling. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm used to that. He's like, he's a textbook abuser. Yeah. 
I'm doing this for your own good. Awful. I hate Dobby. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And he says, he goes, oh, yeah, Dobby's used to death threats. He gets five a day at home. Mm. Fantastic that Dobby is getting his five a day mm. here in the UK. <laughs> don't know if you know this, overseas viewers. We are told to have five portions of fruits and vegetables a day. Mm. For Dobby, it's death threats. I want to ask you, Tom, how many death threats have you had today? Hmm. Uh, to be honest... Me and my girlfriend Lucy, yeah. we we dish them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What kind of things are you shouting across the room? We'll, I'll kill you. Um, yeah. you're dead. Yeah. Um, that's stuff like that. Fantastic. How many have you had today? Have hmm. you had your five a day? Hmm. Two. Two. <laughs> Two, and it's in the evening. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Let me help you with your five a day. <laughs> Go on. I am going to strangle you mm. with my bare hands. Three. I am going to slit your throat with a rusty razor. Oh! I am going to watch you... Drown. Yeah. (laughs) I helped you out with that one. Thank you, yeah. Four and a half, not bad. Not bad. Um, It's mad that Dobby can justify trying to kill Harry. I'm doing this for your own good. Mental. But also, wait, before I go on to that... Yeah. Uh, I get five uh, death threats a day. Yeah. How bad is he at being a house elf? Yeah. um, Lucius Malfoy is having to threaten to kill him five times a day. Well, yeah, because Lucius Malfoy doesn't seem the kind of guy to even bother talking to Dobby. Mm. It should just be that Dobby is expected to do these chores and then he does them. The only reason Lucius would offer to kill him... Is because he's doing things wrong. Maybe he's like the ghoul that's in the Weasley's attic. Yeah. And he just came with the house. Yeah. And they can't get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like taking it upon himself to do these jobs. Made yeah. your dinner. It's fucking burnt. <laughs> Why do it at all if you're going to burn it? Oh, it's burnt. I'll burn you in a minute. Would you eat anything that Dobby prepared for you? He's wearing a pillowcase that he found that he blows his nose on. He sh- dries his tears onto. Would yeah. you want that guy cooking your dinner? Well, no. And he does all this like... He he irons his own hands. His hands are covered in bandages. I'm thinking, you know, that those vegetables are going to have blood in them or burn, mm. <laughs> like burnt flakes of skin. I can imagine... Now, I can't imagine Lucius giving death threats, but I can 100% imagine Malfoy for a laugh mm. coming in and going, Hey, I'll kill you, Dobby. Mm. <laughs> going to murder you. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Dobby, yeah, this is this is quite interesting because Dobby is doing all these horrible things to Harry, but then mm-hmm. he's saying it's for your own good. Mm-hmm. It's because I care about you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost emotional abuse. You know, the idea of somebody caring for you but also causing you pain yeah. is, is really awful. I hate it. I, yeah. Honestly, this book is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, we've had Dobby as a concept. Yeah, yeah. We've had the flying car, and now we've got the Polyjuice Potion. The yeah. saving grace is Gilderoy Lockhart cheering everyone up. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's this horrible thing of... Uh, I remember doing training on it. Uh, it's called attachments, attachment mm. styles, and there are four attachment styles... One healthy, three unhealthy. And Dobby is one of these insecure attachment styles where 
he is both the person who gives Harry the bad stuff, he, he uh, abuses him, he hurts him, mm-hmm. but then also is the comfort. You know, he's dabbing him on the forehead, he's saying that he loves him, he's giving him all this praise. And that's going to make Harry very unsure about his relationship with Dobby mm-hmm. because this is the person who is causing me pain, but this is also the person who's helping me heal. And it's, it's really bad. It's really dangerous, I think. Harry sees a bit right through him, yes, doesn't he? He's yeah. like, I hate this guy. I want to yeah. get rid of him. Uh, he's not doing that much to get rid of him, is he? No. Like, you know, like so he has fallen under Dobby's spell. Yes. You know, and also he can't tell a lie to Dobby. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't. He'd be even worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very mm. interesting. Very interesting. I know um, that there's a bit where he talks, he, he starts praising Harry and I, I found this interesting about how the fact that Harry defeated Voldemort as a baby caused, you know, elves to be treated differently, you know, treated more like humans. And this is the first time, actually, where we've actually delved into the effect of Harry Potter's defeat on Voldemort being good for the wizarding world, mm-hmm. I think. Because everybody just treats Harry like a celebrity mm-hmm. rather than a, a saviour, I suppose. Yes, very true. Yeah. But it is interesting to see, as you just said then, that the magical creatures... Yeah. ...like, are uh, treating him like, you know, the yeah. second coming. Yeah. Or the first coming in the, their world. Yeah, 100%. Hmm, very interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah, because everyone else is just like, hey, it's Harry Potter, you know, celebrities, he's, he's the boy, you know. And that's interesting that the Dark Lord is like, you know, once he was defeated, all people with, with him... Certain people were like, well, I guess we can't be as mean to yeah. ourselves anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the reverse Brexit. Yeah. Because when Brexit happened, yeah. people started going out, you know, when it was like, you know, the vote was decided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People started going out onto the street and slinging abuse at people, thinking, we're allowed to do it now. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't well, it? And I think if it was reversed, people would be like, oh, might, yeah. might stop. <laughs> Yeah. I better stop with these terrible, terrible comments. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. I'd like to see that explored a bit more throughout the books, kind mm-hmm. of just the you know the actual effect uh-huh. that Voldemort's disappearance had on the Wizarding world. Very interesting. Dobby mm-hmm. is a lot more resilient than Hagrid when asked for information. Yeah. Whereas Hagrid, a little compliment here, or just asking him the question outright, he will freely give the information and then regret it. Whereas Dobby seems to be a lot better (laughs) at kind of resisting these questions. Because he answers answers like a politician almost, very diplomatically. Like, you know, oh, you know, there's something going on, but I can't say much more about it. It's not for me to say, you know, I, you know, I mustn't say this. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, I hear your question, but let me tell you this. Yes. You know, I hear your question, Harry, but let me tell you this. These bones are going to grow back fantastically. This is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Avoiding the question. Yeah. But he does reveal that the Chamber of Secrets was opened previously, which is a plot thread that we've not heard before. This- he revealed that, or does Dumbledore reveal that? Well, no, so Dobby reveals that the Chamber of Secrets was opened a few years ago mm. in his conversation. Dumbledore reveals that the Chamber of Secrets is now open again. Mm. But yeah, but up until now, we've only... We assume that this is the first time it's been opened ever since Salazar Slytherin hid it away okay. a thousand years ago. But here we're starting to get that thread, which we'll see later on, where it was opened about 30, 40 years ago. Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. What's the secret? 
a great big snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird secret. Hey, you haven't heard this from me, but there's a snake. Shh, it's a secret. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, and excuse me, secrets implies that there's more than one. Mm. What are these secrets? What it's eating. Snake food. <laughs> no, but what's it eating down there? I don't know. I'd imagine just like what normal snakes eat, like a, I don't know, a live deer, Gi- mice. Giant mice. Giant mice, yeah. Giant mice. Which are dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Very interesting. Dumbledore yeah, only yeah, yeah. finds Colin Creevy because he was coming down to get himself a hot chocolate. Mm. I love that he doesn't have the means to make himself one. <laughs> no. Despite <laughs> being one of the most powerful wizards. You would think he'd have a little kitchenette in his chambers. Yeah. All he needs is a kettle. <laughs> a kettle. And he could have a, a, a jar of options. Yeah, you know, yeah. And some UHT milk. He didn't even need yeah. a fridge. No. There must be a spell that makes it. But, oh, no, I have to sneak down to the, to the kitchens <laughs> in my 90 and ask the elves to make me one. <laughs> Hiya, boys. Sorry to wake you up. I'd like a hot chocolate, please. <laughs> Not too milky. Will you give us some clothing to set us free? No. <laughs> Not until you make me the hot chocolate. You always do this, <laughs> Professor Dumbledore. You promise to give us clothes if we make you a hot chocolate. We make you a hot chocolate and then you just piss off back to bed. There is no way of knowing that uh, Colin Creevy was, like, frozen stiff from yeah. the basilisk, is there? No. For all we know, he could have been sat on the stairs, yeah? yeah. Dumbledore's running down in his robes. He yeah. accidentally jumps over Colin Creevy. Yeah. Colin gets a glance up. See <laughs> Zumbledore's undercarriage and he's frozen stiff yeah. holding holding a bag of grapes. Yeah. And then Dumbledore's like <gasps> Basilisk <laughs> Or I'm imagining Dumbledore completely nude yeah. coming down to get a hot chocolate. <laughs> he bumps into Colin Creevy. Ooh <laughs> I don't want this getting out. Petrificus Totalus! Yeah. Yeah, because that's the spell Hermione did on Neville last year, Ooh. which literally has the word Petrificus in it, mm. petrified. Why does it have to be this creature from the Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> Why isn't it eating anyone? Why is it just giving glances? Yeah, it's odd, isn't <laughs> it? He's playing Wink Murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very, very, very interesting. So, yeah, it is revealed that the Chamber of Secrets is opened, and Dumbledore says, The question is not who... The question is how. Now, also who? Yeah. Does it have to be just one question? <laughs> I think there are a lot of questions we would like answering. When? Why? Why? Where? Where? What? What? <laughs> Literally every <laughs> single question word could be used in this. <laughs> the question is not who. The question is, well, yet who? Uh, uh, what? Where? Why? Dumbledore. <laughs> You don't have to sound mysterious every five minutes. You don't have to be the person who has all the knowledge. McGonagall, you know, who could have done this? Good question, McGonagall. The question is, will you make me a hot chocolate, Madam Pomfrey? (laughs) The question (laughs) is, how much powder (laughs) and how much milk? (laughs) Oh, what a world. What a world, what a world. Right. How many, how many, how many, 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 how many jelly arms are you giving this chapter out of five? Oh, 
I like this chapter. I do find Quidditch a bit boring, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I like the fact that the plot's moving forward. Uh-huh. I like this little nugget about the chamber being opened previously. All in all, though, not the best chapter. Mm. It didn't get me excited. It didn't get me, you know, enjoying it as much as others. Whoa. I'm going to give it a pretty solid three and a half stars out of five. Very nice. Thank that you. is a very good scoring. Yes. For me, this chapter gave us a lot of detail. Yes. And it was funny. It had me laughing. Silly things were dotted throughout. Uh, and now the story is moving. Yes. Dumbledore has announced it. The Chamber of Secrets is officially opened. That, in my opinion, is going to get... (laughs) That sounds like he's cut it open with tape. (laughs) The Chamber of Secrets has been officially opened! But it is going to get these three definitely going to make that apologies potion now. They're like, oh my God, it's going to kill people, this snake. we got to sort this out. Definitely. I'm going to go with you, though. Wasn't that thrilling? So I'm going to give it three jellied arms out of five. Fantastic! Right. Are you ready for the nation's favourite segment? <gasps> quiz! Quiz, 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 this quiz, I think you won last week, didn't you? The one question quiz from last week. The one question quiz you won. Yeah. This quiz is for uh, to take part in a Mexican wave. Oh, with you? Yeah, with me. Oh, yeah. That's... If you don't win, I'm going to do it on my own. Oh, no, that's just... That's just <laughs> you holding your hands up. And you have to watch me have that fun on my own. Oh, no, I'm going to get massive FOMO. <laughs> okay, I need to win. Question one. What was used uh, to grow back Harry's bones in his arm? Skelly grow. Correct. I'm going to give you a tick. Question two. What does Malfoy call Harry on the pitch? Scarhead. Correct. Question three. How long does it take to brew Polyjuice Potion? A month. A month. Correct. Four. And this is for the win. Oh, this is for the win. Yeah. What does Dobby hit himself in the head with? Um, it, Harry's water. Uh, oh, you want more than that? Harry's water jug. Correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> you ready for it? Who's starting it? You. Me. Whoa! Hey! I'm going backwards. Whoa! Hey! That's where it ends. This has been the excitement, exciting this week's episode of uh, Quiz. Quiz, 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 we're not alluding to owl poo. Who? We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in, in. but we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's Aww. in her beak this week? I loved your little lad in there. It's lovely. Yeah. It's like being in like a little 70s disco number. You like shit like that. I do, yeah. <laughs> Backing vocals, you harmonies. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember when we've sang songs on stage before. Not that we do it often. <laughs> yeah. But you'll be like adding different things in, you yeah. know, like singing different bits. And it's confusing to be the other singer. I love it. <laughs> Both the confusion and the variety that it adds to each single performance. Ma, ma, ma. 
This week in Hedwig's Beak, we've got a couple of lovely five-star reviews. Oh! The first one, very brief, mm. is from Aliak Weird. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, who just says, thank you. Hilarious. Excellent. Thank you very much for your five-star review. Thank you very much for your five-star review. Thank, thank you very, very, much. Thank very, very much. much. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much for your five-star review. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. So. Dance for your daddy, sing to your mommy. Dance for your daddy, <laughs> sing to your mommy. <laughs> sing a song of expense, a pocket full of rye. Now, our next <laughs> lovely five-star review is from... Really? It's a, it's a load of S, K, S's, I's, O's and S's. Now, this person says, I am 11 years old and I love the Pottervision podcast. I hear it all the time when I do my schoolwork. Mm. I think I am the only German fan. I heard every single episode about eight times and I love it. Excellent. Well, first of all, Iseosis... We will tell you that you're not the only German fan. We have mm. a few fans from Germany that mm. follow us, so you're not on mm. your own. But you might be our youngest fan. Yeah. I don't think I know anybody younger than 11 that uh, listens to the Pottervision podcast. So congratulations to you, and thank you very much for your five-star review. And hey, keep cracking on with that homework. Yeah, clean your ears out, because it is a mucky podcast. Oh, yes. And uh, congratulations, because in Germany, in three years, you'll be allowed to drink. Hey! <laughs> umpa, umpa. I'll get you through your GCSEs. <laughs> or GGCSEs. Exactly. German GCSEs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that the GCSEs are still called German GCSEs. Hey! <laughs> Now, we also must thank our new patrons that have joined us on our Patreon site. We must thank Sister Maisie. Thank you, Sister Maisie. For being a baby Harry. And we've also got two baby Dracos, Abby Allen and Lucy Winning. So thank you so, so much. Oh, we love our baby Dracos. And our baby Harrys. And our baby Harrys. (laughs) But yeah, fantastic being top of the tier baby Dracos. They have access to our 2019 live show. Bonus episodes a week, personalised thank you videos, key rings, posters, all sorts of stuff. Mm. Fantastic. And then the final comment we've had this week is from Vicky C. Sarkovich on Facebook, who says, literally, the only reason I like Mondays is because your next episode gets released. Oh. Isn't that lovely? Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Vicky. I personally like Mondays because I get to turn the page in my page a week diary. Thank you, Vicky. You're so fine. You're Just so fine. You blow my man. Hey, Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Hey. And <laughs> <laughs> that was Edwig's drummings. This has been the Pottervision podcast. Thank you so so much for listening. Again, if you can do, leave us a five star review on. I was going to say TripAdvisor. You can do if you want, mm. but on the iTunes, that would be very lovely. You can message us at Pottervision.com and catch us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, if you want some lovely bonus content, we have got a Patreon, patreon.com slash pottervision. You can get access to bonus episodes and key rings, posters, all sorts of stuff. It's about supporting the show that you love. Next week, it's episode 28. It's book two, chapter 11, The Dueling Club. Mm. I've been Lucas Kitby. And I've been Tom Lawrenson. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.